This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 29th, episode 2799. Brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Oh, my God. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. That was annoying. <laughs> I got to turn my volume down. Good Lord. <laughs> I saw your son's picture this morning heading off to school in his full outfit. What do you mean? That's his school uniform. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he dresses like Harry Potter every day. He goes to Hogwarts. You didn't know that. He looked great. You know, this is the fourth or fifth year in a row that I purchased a costume at Costco. They bring it. They bring it, man. It's awesome. I had the robes and the scarf. You know what that would have cost you at Universal Studios? Uh. <laughs> well, I know how much the wand cost at Universal because yeah. <laughs> he had to use his Universal wand for this. Now, it did come with a wand, but this wand was, the, you know, actually Harry Potter's wand that he got at Universal. I hope he doesn't lose like, that at school. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Those aren't <know>. cheap. <laughs> no, it was not cheap. And that's why I was saying it costs more than the whole costume put together. <laughs> I have uh, Dumbledore's. I was given that as a gift one Christmas. So I have Dumbledore's uh, one. Now, where it is, I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have that with you right now. Duh. <laughs> always be wand ready, Glenn. <laughs> I don't know where that wand is. What well, is our Halloween episode that we do every year in conjunction with Horse Nation? And what they do is they ask their listeners and or our listeners and their readers to submit stories, spooky Halloween stories that might involve a horse. And they got a bunch this year, and Deanne sent over a couple of uh, to us to read, and she also read one. So we have three spooky Halloween stories for you this year, and I know in past years, you guys have all liked these. I might have added a little music and a little sound effects to them, so, uh, so hopefully they're fun. Hopefully you enjoy them, and it can kick off your Halloween so let weekend. Let me stop you. Let me let me stop you from. I hope you enjoy them. They're going to scare the pants off of you. <laughs> You're going to be terrified. Mine wasn't terrifying though. Mine was kind. Mine was kind of scary. Yeah, mine... yours was kind of scary, and it kept me. Actually, yours was the longest. Thank you for taking that one. To oh read, my god, it's forever long. I just read and read and read. My my family was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm reading a novel. <laughs> it's a book on tape." Thank you. But it was good, and it kept me going and wanted to see what happened at the end. Me too, so, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. So, yeah, we have some fun ones for you today. And But first, like usual, oh, we have some really bad ads at the end, too. And we're going to tell you what the prizes are for November, and they're really good. Another big birthday day with the auditors. Brenna Starch, Ashley Mitchell, Elizabeth Wade, Mackenzie... Jabali. 
Jabali, Hannah Reppert. Hi, Hannah. And we stayed at Hannah's house. And Sally Spickard from Eventing Nation. And by the way, Sally's joining us for Monday's 11th anniversary episode. She'll be here. So she'll be stopping by. That is a reminder. We'll be having our special 11th anniversary episode on Monday. And auditors, we will be Facebook living into the auditor room. And Jamie is so excited. Mm -hmm. I love camera work. Yes, she does. Well, my daily Winnie goes to my brother who flew in town yesterday. And I got to tell you guys, right now he's in the other room. We'll see if he comes out because I used to do real radio, you know, in Atlanta. And he lived in Atlanta. And I would talk about him on my radio show, which went out to, you know, like a million people. Oh, I bet and, you he uh, loved that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did not go over well, I don't know, ever. Um, so You didn't talk about his about dating life, did you? There's one particular story that I probably <laughs> should not have told on the public airwaves, <laughs> but we're going to move past that because he's in the other room and he's probably still mad about that. <laughs> so <clears throat> I never said a word about him uh, in real life, uh, but now now that I have this venue, I would like to thank him for coming. And, and uh, he gets, you know, I pick him up at the airport and remember I have this tiny little beetle convertible is what I drive. And so he gets out and he's wheeling this monstrosity of a suitcase out. And I'm like, he's here for the weekend, by the way. So he's got this ginormous suitcase and I go to open the trunk. It doesn't fit in the trunk. I had to put the top down on the convertible and lift it over to put it in the back seat. It's so big. And I was like, what did you pack? And he's like, my Halloween costume. It's very uh, detailed and uh, it's kind of a big deal. He's here to help trick or treat with his nephew. So how cool is that? He brought a costume that literally took up an entire suitcase. Have you seen, do you know what it is yet? I do know what it is. He's going to be, I don't see how this would take up a lot of room unless you're bringing guns, which if you did, how did you get that on the airplane? (laughs) He's going to be Star-Lord, a Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he, I've seen the costume. It's pretty good. He, he's kind of his go-to at this point. <laughs> so, and anyway, what are you going as this weekend? You and Chad? I don't have plans yet. You know what I may do because I'm not one in real You're gonna life. You're going to go as a I dirty may, horse girl? I No, that's in real life. But I may get dressed up and act like I'm going to a, like a horse show and wear my actual a clean horse girl yeah, because i haven't competed in forever and now these things are just gathering dust i might as well wear those now i won't wear that um i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna go as i do like dressing when you have an only child you have to participate with him it just seems like the right thing to do you know so we 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 do every year get dressed up obviously let me guess chad's going as an airline pilot that would be hilarious (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go in a dress and I'm, I'm dressing up as a proper lady. Um, (laughs) today I'm going to be a proper lady. Now I don't know. I don't, I don't have plans for us yet, but you got to participate when you have an only child. So I think, uh, we've done it. We've been very successful. I've been captain Marvel for the past two years. So who knows? Maybe I'll bust that thing out. It wasn't cheap. (laughs) They're coming out with a new captain Marvel movie too. I think next year she, uh, she's going to be back. I'm so excited for the new Hawkeye show. I am When's so, that come out? Do you know? Like in a couple of weeks. And, and that's a series like Disney Plus, like, yeah. right? 
one of the Disney Plus yeah, series. Okay. I'm really excited about that. And also, I'm. And then my brother was like, "Oh, I hated all. I hated Loki. I hated really soldier and Falcon." And I was like, "Get out of my yeah, house!" Yeah, is he sleeping in the barn? <laughs> Get out! How dare you come in here and talk smack about Winter Soldier and Falcon? It was one of my favorites. So. <laughs> anyway, let's move back. All right, let's go to uh, Kentucky Performance Products and then our first recording of the day. And this Deanne did, and she tells you who did it and everything. Sure, so yeah. let's, uh, let's head off and hear those. You muck out his stall every day. You toss him hay and feed him his grain with just the right supplements mixed in. You adjust his blankets to keep him comfortable. And you always make sure he has enough fresh water. Before you ride, you brush off all the dirt and notice every bump or scratch. As you train, you feel every stride and notice each swivel of his ears as he listens to your aids. After you ride, you pause for a hug because your relationship is what it's really all about. The feeling you get when you hug your horse is priceless. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Nalox Advanced. Fight back against colic and digestive upset. Nalox Advanced provides a scientifically advanced blend of ingredients that work synergistically to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. The horse that matters to you matters to us. This spooky story is called The X Racehorse, and it is written by Horse Nation reader Paige Cerulli. It is written in the same meter as Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Once, in a bleak, cold November of snow squalls, I well remember, my rider arrived one day with my saddle at my stable door. While I munched hay nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping of those boot spurs gently rapping, rapping on the stable floor. "'Tis a mistake,' I muttered. "'Must be headed for some other door. Only this, but there was more.'" Uncertain that my rider realized this wouldn't be a ride idealized, I squealed and spun and stomped my hooves in athletic feats not seen before. I tried to warn her of her error and of the impending terror. Thanks to the horrific weather, we'd had no turnout in a week or more. Ancy-pancy anxious horses with no turnout in a week or more, but still she stood at my stall door. (coughs) On went my saddle and my bridle, the girl not happy to be idle, was fully unaware the dangers that her confident nature bore. She led me to that ring of horrors. She couldn't see what's in those corners, in those dark, creepy corners filled with horse-eating beasts not seen before. These ghastly, savage, horse-eating monsters no human's ever seen before, but I am wiser, I know more. She mounted up, I was sweating, pawed to show her I was fretting, fretting at the prospect of the doom I felt within my core, and then I heard it, cracking, sliding, a chunk of snow ice swiftly gliding off the roof and landing with a thud against the arena door. It lurked and taunted us from where it sat by the arena door, and I knew it would just bring more. Cracking ice above accenting every footfall I was getting, more and more on edge with every trip by that arena door. As the shadows did their dancing, I couldn't help it, I was prancing. Prancing when I first caught sight of light through that arena door. It laid there, beam of sunlight cast before my hooves upon the floor. I simply couldn't take it much more. 
I shied and jumped. My rider soothed me, but her dismissal just confused me. How could she miss the molten lava upon that arena floor? She pushed me on. I tried to listen, but that light continued to glisten. As she reached back to pull my sheet to leave upon that cursed door, the static from the quarter sheet upon my rump I can't ignore. You're fine, calm down, but there was more. The door it opened, and through it entered a fuzzy mini. On its back, centered a little squealing child delighted. Along the ring the duo tore. I tried to watch them as my rider, feeling me tense, drew her reins tighter. Tight against my mouth until I couldn't take it anymore. I spun and stared, and still there's more. Pony, said I, the thing of evil, barely equine, more the devil. The little creature pranced and snorted. Tip-tap hooves upon the floor. Then the evil creature farted, and the whipping wind it started, moaning through the edges of that cursed far arena door, accenting the sound of pony farts that I abhor. You're fine, calm down. I'm fine no more. So I leaped in fits of terror, and my rider saw her error, saw it from eight feet above that suddenly solid arena floor. In the damp dirt there she landed, and I took off as I had planned it, bucking, squealing, cursing devil ponies and that evil door. Ride me again on a winter day and tempt fate with that cursed door? Quoth my rider, nevermore. Well, thank you, Deanne, for putting these together. We really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody that submitted. There was a whole lot more than we can read on the show today. You all are very creative, a lot more than us. Well, you know, the other day, Wednesday, uh, we talked about the best Halloween candy, the most favorited Halloween candy in every state. And for some reason, that struck a chord, and I heard you got some response from that. So I did. I got a lot of responses, and I, you know, I had to actually turn some of them off. I had to block some of them because they made me want to eat candy. <laughs> I, I kept seeing these things about Snickers and Butterfingers, and I'm like, ugh. Like, the drool was running down my... Th- and I just thought, I can't, I can't. One more day, and then you can steal all the kids. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. <laughs> well, now, I'm not going to make you drool today, because I have a list for you. It's also oh. about candy, but it's the 10 most hated Halloween candies. Oh, wow. This will be good. <laughs> I wonder if I like any of these. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> All right. The first one, I can say, honestly, that I've never eaten one, and that's Mary Jane's. Mm. They're they're kind of a peanut butter candy, right? Yeah, and they're like in this weird paper wrapper, I think. And yeah, like very old-fashioned. I think that's the ones my parents were like, those could be razor blades, and pulled those <laughs> out, you know. I think they're very old-fashioned. I don't even know if they still make those. Uh, nine is something that we've all eaten at one time or another, but when you get to be an adult, you hardly ever eat it again. Good and plenty. Yeah, never like those. You either like licorice or you hate licorice. I think that's one of the two. Uh, I remember eating good and plenties, but again, the whole teeth thing now. Well, the whole, like, it's licorice thing. Yeah. Well, like, every single one of them tastes like licorice. You're like, oh, this one's a different color. It's going to be, nope, same thing. <laughs> The number eight, speaking of licorice, is black licorice. Because remember we talked about how good the red Twizzlers were. Well, apparently black Twizzlers are not liked. I don't think they make black Twizzlers. Do they? Because, yes, they like, do. Why would anybody buy licorice this? flavored? You know, my, my grandmother would, we would save all our black jelly beans for her because she loved licorice. 
and I just never got it. Do you know what we haven't talked about that's kind of a throwback to, but actually I can still eat is root beer barrels. Ew, gross. You don't like root beer barrels? No. I don't like root beer, period. Oh. <laughs> then is you won't like root beer seven? barrels. <laughs> number seven is Smarties. This cannot be on the list. This was one of my favorites. I love these. Oh, I love Smarties. I would eat a Smarties right now if I had them. Like, we called them power pellets. So yeah. Power pellets. <laughs> and Smarties, they come in those little packs, but there's maybe 10 in, in each little pack. And I think I would eat like 20 little packs at a time. You know, I want some power pellets. <laughs> Smarties should not be on this list. I totally disagree with that one. The next one, not a fan. Again, the sticking to the teeth thing, Tootsie Rolls. Mm, you know what? I do like the flavored Tootsie Rolls. They like make orange and... <laughs> Do Yellow, they? vanilla. I've never had one of those. Yeah, I haven't. See, I don't have kids currently. So you, you have kids. So you're, you're familiar with all the candy. Uh, number. I'm gonna five. tell you. To be fair, like there is a company that I've been. Every time I buy my EPM meds, it comes direct shipped from this, like a, you know, where they make it, um, and they come and they ship the, they drop ship it, so it has to be cool. And every time you open up your box of EPM meds, there's like 9 billion Tootsie Rolls inside. <laughs> so I have actually recently had Tootsie Rolls. Uh, and the little ones are okay, but they send the big ones too. And Oh, oh that would oh, take you a week to eat one of those. Yeah, my jaw hurts. <laughs> like, I couldn't do it. I'm like, Lucas, I got you something. And you need a dentist appointment the day after you eat it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've never heard of this one. Peanut Butter Kisses. Mary Jane Peanut Butter Kisses. No, that's like the 50s. Okay, yeah, I don't know that one. Okay, the next one should be number one is the worst candy ever made. Necco wafers. Ew, yeah, those are, you think they're giant Smarties, and then you eat them, and you're like, these are terrible. It (laughs) tastes like, you know, did you ever have to go and take communion? When you were a kid. Yes. <laughs> the wafers that they would hand you in church. I think they were better, actually, than Necco wafers. <laughs> so this is, I got to read you the description for Necco wafers. Necco wafers must have been designed for kids who want to eat sidewalk chalk. They're basically <laughs> huge, flat, powdery Smarties with flavors like licorice, clove, and cinnamon. These candies oh, were popular God. in the 19th century, but we have better candy now. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know people even bought those, but they do sell those in my feed store. Sells like lemon heads and, you know, the red hot beans <laughs> or whatever they are. Yeah. Here's something I haven't seen, honestly, since I was a kid when we used to go get the penny candies. And we used to buy these and we thought they were the coolest things ever is the wax cola bottles. Oh, yeah. The little wax bottles that come with, do they still make those? I don't know if they still make them, but we thought those were pretty cool, too. You used to chew on the wax because they tasted like whatever sugary liquid was on the inside. And then now I realize that's an adult. That's garbage. Yes. You're eating garbage. <laughs> wax and sugar is pretty much what it is. But it's wax. You're chewing wax. Why would you do that? I love their, I love me read you this description, too, because it was fun. These always seem like such a great idea. Biting into a tiny little wax cola bottle to get a mouthful of sugar. But it's just really... A squirt of sugar. And then you have a mouthful of chewed up wax. <laughs> yeah, gross. Like, and then you'd expect it to be like gum, and then it just, oh, it was awful. Now, number two, of course, we talked about this the other day, is candy corn. 
Okay, now Emily Benz sent me a comic and it is hilarious. Okay, and it's an ear of corn. It's a drawing comic style. It's a drawing. I love you, Cynthia. And it's like a just a hard candy with a wrapper on it and says, "And I love you, Richard." And the corn says, "Then let us be together." And the candy in the wrapper says, "We cannot. Tis forbidden." And then they say, the corn says, no love is forbidden, Cynthia. And it shows them kissing. And the next thing is a piece of paper, like a newspaper. Breaking news, abomination is born. And it's a candy corn. (laughs) 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 Oh, Cynthia. Would you care to guess what the number one crappiest candy is? Oh, God, if it's not candy corn. I mean, and this isn't like, we're not... you know, because peeps would be the worst thing to me. But the worst <laughs> this is close. This is actually a little worse than peeps. Really? Yes. Bring, bring it on. Circus peanuts. And those are those orange candy peanuts. I feel like this list is from 1950. <laughs> Apparently they keep making this stuff. Yeah, circus peanuts. Oh, I remember eating them as a kid, and I, I just didn't like circus peanuts. My mom used to buy them. At, for for, yeah, for uh, Easter as well. They were pink or blue. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> Not I good. Kid. Not good. I was never a fan of peeps either, for that matter. So I'm, I'm in there with you for that. I wonder if you microwave a circus peanut, what happens? Because if you microwave a peep, it's super fun. Hey, if anybody has circus peanuts in their house, could you microwave it? Let us know. Video it. <laughs> yeah, microwave we, a circus peanut. We want to know. <laughs> All right. Let's hear from Daily Dose uh, Equine. And then you're going to hear my story that I read. This is by Laura Berry, one of our listeners. And hers is called The Legend of the Golden Ghost and the Good Dog. Here I am hanging out with Janet Geyer the lady who invented Daily Dose Equine horse feeds. All of those formulas are from her big brain. And the latest in the lineup of non-GMO verified horse feeds is something called Mass No Sass, which I think is adorable. So what led you to develop this feed and who's it for? Well, okay. So uh, I have a horse named Charlie. And Charlie was actually eating Carb Buster. But what we were doing was adding a lot of barley into his feed. And we were going through bags of Carbuster and bags of um, barley. And I thought to myself, why don't I just make a feed out of this? It would be perfect for all these horses that need extra weight, but they don't necessarily need to get hot on something like oats. So what we did is create the product, which is Mass No Sass, which is uh, basically made of alfalfa and Timothy hay. And then we put some barley in it, which digests in the foregut, keeping them nice and calm. Uh, we put in a lot of vitamins and minerals. That's how it all got started. Charlie's fault. <laughs> it's Charlie's fault. So this is an ideal feed for what you might call hot-blooded horses, the thoroughbreds, the Arabians, right. the horses that, that need those calories because they have a, a metabolism that requires it, but they really don't right. need any extra energy of the naughty sort. Right, exactly. It keeps them nice and calm. Um, it's got a lot of fat in it, so it's 15% fat. It's 21% fiber, so it's really healthy. And uh, they seem to really enjoy it, which is nice. Something that's a little bit different about Daily Dose Equine horse feeds, too, is the feeding rate is a little bit different than most commercial feeds because you don't have 
the extra stuff in there. So what is the recommended feeding rate to get your horse started on Masno Sass? Masno Sass should be fed at a rate of four pounds a day for an 1,100-pound horse. That's pretty if low. If you've got a really skinny guy, <laughs> you could go up to five, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's pretty low. We also added in some edible clay into this formula as well as lysine. So lysine is the first uh, rate-limiting amino acid, and uh, we added that in along with canola oil and peas. There we so go. the omegas are really great in there, and uh, the horses just love it. It's not just high in fat. It's high in the good kinds of fat. Exactly. There we go. That makes a difference. So if you want to learn more about Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds or find a local dealer near you, you can go to www.dailydoseequine.com. Or alternately, if you need to buy yourself a bag or three of Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds, and there are six different formulas, you can go to Chewy.com, and there you will find fast and convenient nationwide shipping. The fall season in the Stillwater Mountain Range can be a challenging season for working cattle. This time of year in northern Nevada, the ranchers bring in their cattle from the range and move them to their fields in the Great Valley, or to the feedlots for the harsh winter. Many cows have recently had their winter calves. Fall in the range can bring all four seasons in one day. They say, don't like the weather in Nevada? Wait five minutes. It was one of those fall days. In my third year of being hired onto Lisa's cattle operation, that I first saw the golden ghost and good dog. I was working alone atop my mare Kitty and with my best working dog by my side. Her name was Maisie. We set out to find a cow that we hadn't seen in a while. This cow was the most ornery thing I've ever dealt with. I had nicknamed her Go Away because I never felt welcome in her presence. She liked to leave her herd to have her calves. Go Away would find the most remote, sheltered spots in the range and stay there for a few days, mothering her new baby and allowing it to gain the strength to rejoin the herd. Normally, we'd let her come back on her own, but bad weather was on its way and Lisa preferred that cow and her new little one to be brought home before then. I had looked for this cranky mom cow for hours. A beautiful crisp day that greeted me with its far-reaching warm fingers had turned angry. Wind was biting at my face. Kitty had her eyes half-closed and her head cocked to one side as the wind relentlessly cut into our bodies. Maisie was sticking close, bored with the lack of excitement that required a cow dog's attention. Suddenly, Kitty's head popped up. Both ears pricked towards our three o'clock. Maisie took off. I didn't see where she went because on top of the next ridge over stood the most regal-looking horse. It looked like something out of a movie. His golden mane and tail were long and waving in the wind. His glowing copper body stood out from the sea of brown that was the barren high desert this time of the year. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a black streak. Every instinct told me that it was another dog. But Maisie was a red border collie, and this dog was bulkier and very dark. Confused but intrigued, Kitty and I headed to the ridge that the golden ghost had disappeared over. I could tell immediately that the ornery cow was dead. 
probably from the complications during birth. Her new baby was lying next to her, shivering. I didn't have time to look for the mystery horse or the dog. It took some ingenuity, but I managed to get the baby tied onto Kitty's back by standing her next to a hill with a rock and hoisting barely the heavy calf onto her. No small feat, as the weather was quickly turning, and I was not able to feel my hands as I tied him in front of my saddle. Maisie appeared as I was finishing up, out of breath from what I assume was her chasing the black dog, and we headed home. As a woman in a man's world, I wanted to show that I could do the job, and that day we did. I saw the golden ghost and the good dog, the black dog that I saw, many times over for the next year, always when I was alone, always leading me to whatever I was looking for. I never saw a good dog clearly. He was a black streak that you couldn't train your eyes on. I assumed they belonged to a local rancher that also had his cattle in the range, so I never inquired as to why they'd be out there. I thought of them as my lucky buddies in the lonely mountains. The following fall, Lisa joined me as we set out to locate the herd. The next day, we planned to come out with a larger crew to round them up for the drive home. The weather was cool but clear. We couldn't have picked a better day to be out there. Our horses and dogs picked their feet up into the higher elevation with gusto and determination. I scanned the horizon, hoping that my buddies would show us where the cattle were. I didn't consider what Lisa would think. I called out, Golden Ghost, good dog, show us the way. Maybe they would show themselves despite having company. Lisa started laughing like I was crazy. Who are you talking to? It's just us out here. I recoiled slightly. I knew I'd have to tell my secret about how I was able to find her cattle so quickly. I told her about my two animal friends that helped me when I was alone. How the copper horse with the golden mane and tail would appear out of thin air as a beacon. And how the black dog would zoom past in the direction the cattle were, just out of sight. Lisa inhaled sharply when I was done and was silent. I thought, oh great, she's going to fire me? She thinks I've lost it. Lisa remained silent for the next 30 minutes as we located the first bunch and we moved on to find more. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, Lisa spoke and she said, My son-in-law bought a horse at an auction about 20 years ago. He was sent to me because he thought we'd get along. He was a tough one to figure out, but in the end, that horse would go through hell or high water for me. He loved his job. He was my heart horse. My dog at the time, Cash, went everywhere with us. This dog right here next to me is his grandson. Some years ago, that horse, Mo, he was tied up in the barn and we found him already passed from what we think was a broken neck. He must have spooked at something and pulled back. It broke my heart. I think of him every day, especially up in these mountains where we used to roam. Anyway, Mo, he was a shiny copper sorrel with a flaxen mane and tail. Cash was an Australian Kelpie, black and tan, mostly black. I sat on Kitty, stunned by what I had just heard. Could these be my two buddies, the golden ghost and the good dog? We continued forward at a now contemplative pace. We were up in the high country now out of the valley floor, where the hills seemed to go on forever. Pinion pine dotted the landscape. Our horses' ears pricked. Lisa and I looked up just to see a black streak and a flash of gold disappear over the ridge to our left. I smiled and turned to Lisa, about to point out the obvious, when I stopped myself. 
Lisa had tears in her eyes and was staring off in the distance. No words were spoken as we made our way in the direction our friends went, sure to find the cattle we had been looking for. I found this list, and it's called Weird Halloween Laws, in keeping with our Halloween theme today. Um, This is certain laws that are in certain small towns or states, really, as well. Like, the first one is in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. No trick-or-treating on Sundays. If Halloween falls on a Sunday, you got to trick-or-treat the night before. Why? Tuesday night okay, but like maybe it's like a religious thing, you think? That's what I would have thought it would have been originally. Yeah, weird. Um, I mean, there's still some places you can't buy uh, alcohol on Sundays. That's true. I don't know if Rehoboth, if anybody from Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Now, Rehoboth Beach, I don't know if you've been there, but it's pretty wild, so I'm not sure why. I don't think this has any, I think this was somebody that was drunk one night, to be honest. It's It's just the the city created the law to prevent children's and their guardians from going door to door on Sunday evenings. Duh. That must be a religious thing then. It must have been. Talk about old. That's probably 100 years old. Yeah. Uh, The next one in the entire state of Alabama. Oh my gosh, are you sitting down? In the state of Alabama, it is illegal to the point where if you could face a $500 fine and find yourself in county jail for a year, Glenn. For what? If you break this law, you are not allowed to pretend to be a religious representative, such as a minister, priest, nun, or rabbi. It is a misdemeanor to dress up on Halloween as any one of those things. Well, you take out nun, priest, and pope. That's half the costumes that people have worn over the past. <laughs> but, but like now it's like sexy nun, sexy pope. <laughs> God, when I was doing my shows, we had a bishop. We could have been arrested. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, in Hollywood, California, do you know what's illegal? You are not allowed to use. <laughs> I didn't think anything possess. was illegal in Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to use, possess, sell, or distribute this uh, this one thing from 12 a.m. on October 31st until noon on November 1st. And what is that awful heroin? Yeah, you would think that would be <laughs> well, that's probably legal all the time. Uh, silly string. No silly string in Hollywood, California. You're allowed to distribute heroin. It's silly string that's not allowed. Weed is fine. Just you'll go to jail. Um, Let's see. If you are over 16 in Dublin, Georgia, it is illegal for you to wear a mask. Trick or treating. Can I just say something, by the way? If a teenager comes to your. Well, that'll be tough this year, by the way. (laughs) It's like. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, take the other mask. No, not that kind of mask. You know what? I'm gonna go as a person who's at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> who wears sweatpants and a mask. <laughs> um if you are if there's a teenager and a, a group of friends that are handing out that are that are coming to your house for candy on Halloween, number one, give them some damn candy. Why? Because they're holding on to their youth just like you are sort of at times in your life. And you really, you know, they're doing something harmless. That's the first thing. The second thing is if you don't give them candy, they're probably going to egg your house. Well, I was just going to say, then they're going to toilet paper your house right after that. So exactly. Yeah. now is toilet papering the house is still a thing. Uh, I I don't know because now everybody has ring doorbells. You get, 
<laughs> and guns. Um, see, and this goes with it. In Belleville, Illinois, society views trick-or-treating as an activity reserved for younger generation. How old is too old? The city of Belleville, Illinois, decided that the appropriate age to trick-or-treat is under 8th grade. If you are in 8th grade or above, 12 years old and older, and you go door-to-door... For candy on Halloween, you are breaking the law, and the local law is fifty to one thousand dollars. You have to pay. <laughs> That's a lot of candy. Well, you don't even have an ID at that age. <laughs> Give the kids their dang candy. Because you know what? When when they're over twelve, that leaves them with egging and toilet papering. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, at least these kids are doing something kind of nice. They're going to go home and eat their candy, or go to the wherever they go and eat candy instead of do drugs. Um. Finally, the last one is in Newport News, Virginia. In addition to imposing an age limit, a Newport News law dictates that trick-or-treating must end at 8 p.m. And if you do not abide by their Halloween curfew, you could be held accountable for a fine of up to $250. (laughs) What is happening here? It's Halloween. Let the kids walk I, around. There was always an age, a time, I think. I remember it kind of being nine o'clock where I grew up. I, I remember like, like if somebody rang your doorbell at 10, you were mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But other than that, like I grew up in a neighborhood for a while, you know, and was, I just remember like, I remember my dad would walk around with us and my mom would stay home and give out candy. And since I live on a farm, we have to actually go with Lucas to a neighborhood. So mom and dad both get to walk around. And I think that's a lot more fun. Um, but, but, but when I was a kid, things were so different. You didn't, Mom and dad didn't go with you. You didn't want them going with you. I mean, we well, were out by ourselves age. at the age of five. You <laughs> also like, had a lot of older brothers, right? Yeah, but it didn't matter. We were in town. Everybody knew each other. There was no crime. So you just went. You know, I, this whole thing of mom and dad's, uh, that blew my mind when I first learned that mom and dad's were going. I was like, I would have never wanted that when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Like, you want me to just throw my baby out into the We used to. Wild? But then we I, used to ride our bikes all around town from the time we were five. I mean, we never, you know, that's just the way it was yeah. it was different it was different back then you're lucky to be alive <laughs> there must All have right. been people stealing kids back then but you didn't hear about it so i guess nobody cared <laughs> so it's like yeah. at any time lucas is now at that age where he wants to go into the men's room without like not coming into the girls room with me well yeah know? he's kind of that age where yeah you wouldn't want to, but he still runs around naked around the farm I know, I know. <laughs> and so it's like there's a weird big transition that's happening, you know. So I'll, I'll go, I'll, you want to go to the bathroom? Okay, more like say we're in the Walmart. He's like, I'm going to go into the men's. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't get kidnapped. There's only one way out, so <laughs> yeah. you're like, safe. Uh, I just, I tell him all the time, like, hey, buddy, I'm going to run down to the barn. Okay, you stay in the house. Don't get kidnapped. I'm not going to get kidnapped, Mom. <laughs> oh, I was like, they could kidnap you. You get kidnapped. <laughs> Uh, we have been using Wintech saddles at our farms for over 20 years. Wintech has always made riding easy and comfortable. Combining world-leading innovations and high-tech materials, the saddles are lightweight and weatherproof. And to clean them, throw them on a fence and hose them off. You know, some new things that have been happening with the Wintech saddles is they the saddle flap now contours around your horse, giving you improved thigh contact. 
Also, super soft panels. They mold in around your horse's working muscles. And it has a kind of a new modern look with a pop of color. So if you want to find the complete line of Wintech saddles, go to Wintech-saddles.com. That's Wintech-saddles.com. All right, it's time now for the story that Jamie got to read. Selector Drum by S.M. Grable. There's a trailer pulling in, Ashley called from over the hay bale that she carried as Maggie passed. That'd be the new arrival, Maggie sighed, setting the water buckets down at the side of the aisle and tucking flyaway strands of hair behind her ears. Can you get the lesson kids going while I get them settled? Sure thing, Ashley replied. Do you think this group is up for a trail ride? The leaves are really turning out there. Sounds like a great idea, Ash, Maggie replied, wiping her hands on her breeches as she jogged for the door. Fiery leaves crunched under Maggie's booted foot as she stepped up to the warm late October sun to meet the truck and trailer, still maneuvering to park in the gravel yard. That's fine right there, Maggie called, holding up her hands to signal the driver. The trailer lurched to a stop. A frantic scrambling came from inside along with a nervous whinny. Best get her out quick, the driver said as he got out of his truck. She's been fussy the whole trip. You got a rope? Uh, yeah, Maggie said, ducking back into the barn for a moment to grab a long line. Is it just you? She asked as she returned. "Uh Uh-huh, the driver grunted, lifting the latch on the trailer door. You ready? (laughs) Maggie nodded and looked into the cavernous interior. A big-bodied black mare stood near the front of the open box, glaring over her shoulder at the barn manager. Come on, girl, Maggie muttered, keeping her voice low and her eyes soft as she approached her hand outstretched. Settle down now and we'll get you out of here, huh? The mare snorted and gave a muffled squeal. Maggie paused but crossed the last few feet to snap the line onto the mare's halter. Another scramble and they were out of the trailer and Maggie got her first good look at the mare. She was a big, at least 16'2", and mostly legs. Her sides heaved and her nostrils flare, her attention flitting around the new barn, and a sheen of sweat still shone on her dark coat. Maggie realized in the better light that she wasn't black, but a deep seal brown. We okay, girl? Maggie asked, reaching up to stroke the mare's neck. The mare squealed and pinned her ears, but allowed the touch. She's got some attitude, Maggie said to the driver. Not my problem, the driver said with a shrug. He reached through the open truck window for a manila envelope. Here, he said, adding a crumpled check to the envelope. Owner said that should cover the first month's board. Thanks, Maggie said, taking the paperwork and stuffing the check into her pocket. She watched the driver get back in the truck and pulled the rig away, leaving them standing in the barnyard. Woo, she's purdy, Ashley's voice carried. She rode out from behind the barn on her dappled gelding with four students mounted on lesson ponies following. Give her some space, Maggie warned. She seems a bit flighty. Right, Ashley said with an understanding nod. Come on, guys, let's go out to the apple orchard. As the lesson group rode away, Maggie led the mare into the barn and put her into the box stall they had prepared for her that morning. New horse? A voice behind her made Maggie jump when she saw Obi, the elderly Amish man from down the lane, standing in the aisle. She relaxed. Yeah, Maggie said, hanging the halter and rope on the hook. She's a handful. Schlechter drum, Obi muttered under his breath. I'm sorry? 
Schlechter Drom, Obi repeated, pointing at the mare who seemed to be looking down her nose at them inside her stall. Maggie squinted, trying to translate the Amish man's words. Bad dream, Maggie said, arriving at her best guess. Is that what that means? Like a, like a nightmare? Obi nodded without taking his eyes off the mare. Ah, oh, she's not a nightmare, Maggie said with a laugh, reaching up to stroke the mare's cheek before she peeled the manila envelope open to pick through the paperwork. She's got a name, hang on. Godiva, I suppose that suits her. Maggie shook the papers back down then to the envelope. Come on, Obi. Let's let the lady settle in. Obi nodded, but muttered something into his grizzled beard that Maggie didn't hear. I'm sorry? Beware the selector drum, Obi said with an air of foreboding that raised the hair on the back of Maggie's neck. Watch yourself, Miss Maggie. Obi shuffled away down the barn, vanishing down the side corridor where Maggie kept the fork and shovels. Maggie shook herself and left Godiva in her stall, the Amish man's words rattling around her mind as she went back to the little office she kept in the corner of the tack room. She poured herself some coffee from the ancient drip pot, hoping that the new brew would settle her nerves and begin to update her records for the new arrival. Ashley returned with the lesson group before long, and Maggie shifted gears to help the students untack the ponies and get them back in their stalls. Then, as the last of the students left, Ashley and Maggie began preparing the evening feed. She is a looker, Maggie said with a smile, finding Obi hovering at Godiva's door when she arrived there with the mare's evening ration. Just keeping an eye on her, Obi said. I suggest you do the same. Schlechter drum can be tricky things. Thanks, Obi. Maggie dumped a scoop into the manger and bolted the salt door for the night. Maggie sat bolt upright in bed, gasping for air and drenched in sweat. She pressed a hand to her chest, willing her pulse to settle as she gulped air, trying to shake off the shade of the dream. Faintly behind her, Maggie heard a whisper of a whinny. She twisted, looking out the bedroom window. The barn was there, hulking, dark, shadowy, faintly gleaming under the light of the waxing moon. She gulped back the fading night terror and listened again. The whinny didn't repeat, and nothing looked or sounded amiss around the barn. She laid back down to bed, and sleep slowly drifted back over her. The week passed without a great deal of difference from the usual. Maggie did chores, rode her horses, and conducted lessons. Godiva remained fussy and highly strung, and by the end of the first week, Maggie decided it was simply the mare's nature. Obi gave the stall a wide berth when he was in the barn. Maggie began to expect the unsettling dreams every night. Without fail, she would wake, soaked in sweat, the sound of whinnies echoing her in her head. On the third night after the mare's delivery, as she sat up, gasping for her mind to stop spinning in the darkness, the whinnies grew louder and louder. Finally, as one whinny seemed almost at her elbow, making her jump nearly out of her skin, she leapt into her slippers, grabbed her robe as she passed, and ran out to the barn. The shrieking whinnies continued as she rushed through the chill, late October night, crisp breeze ruffling her hair. She heaved the bar off the door and strode down the center aisle. The horses were fussy, most nickering restlessly, a few kicking or striking at walls. The wind carried into the barn, whipping dust and loose hay and bedding into the air. Maggie reached for the light switch, but the lights didn't come on. 
Damn, Maggie swore, fumbling her way under the barn office for a flashlight so she could check the barn properly. Armed with a flashlight and a bag of carrots snagged from the mini fridge in the office, she started going from stall to stall looking for anything to explain the restless animals and trying to calm them. Another crash rattled through the darkness coming from farther down the barn near Godiva's stall. Maggie latched the Lessons Pony stall that she was standing in and rushed down the aisle. Godiva stood near the back of the box stall, her head high, her nostrils flaring. She bobbed on her haunches, threatening to rear, her forelegs striking erratically. For a flash, Maggie thought she saw a strange gleam in the mare's eye. Moonlight. Only moonlight filtering through the open window. Maggie tossed the last of the carrots into the meat mare's feed bin and went back to the house, bolting the barn doors behind her. Halloween morning dawned foggy and crisp, the bright sun quickly adding a layer of warmth. Maggie found Ashley already working on the morning chores. Maggie joined, then left the barn around lunchtime to go to the feed store to put in an order to pick up some lunch for herself and the barn crew, plus an oversized bag of candy for any trick-or-treaters that might come by the barn that evening. She returned to find Ashley starting at the afternoon lesson, her outdoor arena filled with half a dozen costume students. Maggie smiled to herself as she parked the truck, but as her eye caught the brown mare cantering restlessly along the fence of her paddock, she seemed to glare at her. Obie left just after they finished evening feeding before the Halloween festivities began. He muttered a couple words under his breath, and Maggie thought she caught the phrase, Schlechter Drom, again. Have a good night, Obie. Thanks for everything. The elderly Amish man nodded then, louder than the previous mutterings, and said, Our prayers are with you. A chill ran up Maggie's spine. She did not know how to reply and could only nod nod back and watch as her neighbor walked back towards his house. When the trick-or-treat traffic slowed, Maggie shut off the lights and retreated to the comfort of a hot shower and warm pajamas. She was already expecting another restless night as she settled into bed. The whinnies started the instant she put out the light and she fought to ignore them. The past few nights' experiences tell her that it all had to be in her head. Maggie pulled the blankets over her head, but the ghostly whinnies only grew louder and louder between her ears, bringing a creeping dread into her heart that something was horribly wrong. Maggie threw the sheets and quilt aside and grabbed her bathrobe. She jumped into her rubber barn boots as she rushed outside, desperate to settle her nerves from the inexplicable terror that she couldn't ignore. As she ran across the yard, she realized the sounds were real. Whinnies and shrieks were coming from inside the barn. There were muffled snaps of shod hooves on wood and the clatter of bolts in their slides. Then the smell of smoke hit her nostrils and Maggie's blood turned to ice. She rushed to unbolt the door, her hands shaking. She managed it and threw the doors wide, releasing a billow of choking haze into the silvery night. Tears began to stream down her face as she rushed down the aisle from stall to stall, tearing the bolts open and throwing the doors wide. She found a long lunge whip propped along one of the doors and began to use it to try to chase the horses out. There was a clatter of hoofbeats on cement behind her. Maggie whirled to see several of the lesson ponies cantering through the smoke towards the exit. She dove aside, and out of their terror-blind path, she realized she could see the red glow behind them. She coughed, and as she tried to get her breath back, she inhaled a lungful of sour darkness. Pain exploded through her knees as they collapsed, striking the cement floor. There was another shrieking neigh, and Maggie squinted through the gloom. She choked out the smoke, and her vision began to swim. 
Suddenly, she felt her clothes tighten around her chest and neck as something caught the back of her collar, pulling her upright. Maggie groped, blinking back tears as the smoke stung her eyes and her hands found the familiar silken texture of a horse's neck. There was an urgent nicker as a muzzle bumped her shoulder. Maggie laced her fingers through the long mane and the horse began to jog down the aisle, pulling her along. Fresh night air flooded her lungs as the horse emerged from the conflagration and Maggie's grip failed. She tumbled to rest on the grassy yard, coughing and retching. <coughs> oh my God, Maggie! Ashley's voice filtered through the cacophony of roaring fire and emergency sirens. Come on, deep breaths. Oh God, we would never have known you were in there. The horses, Maggie choked. All the horses. They're out, Ashley said. I counted all of them. Everyone's okay. Obi's here. He's working on catching them all and getting them into the pasture. But God, Maggie, I've never seen anything like it. She saved you. What? Who? Godiva. She dragged you out. Godiva? Ashley nodded. Maggie shook her head, unable to find the words as the fire department opened their hoses on her barn. Maggie sat on her porch overlooking the charred remnants of the stables. Her business notebooks lay arrayed around her as she fielded phone calls with boarders, insurance, and contractors for repairs. Obi was up coming up the front walk, a bundle of envelopes and catalogs in his gnarled hands. I don't imagine you've had time to collect your mail, he said, laying the bundle in front of her as she hung up the phone and rubbed her temples. No, Maggie admitted as she began to leave through the envelopes. I'd barely had time to breathe, and I still can't reach Godiva's owner. Oh, she paused as her eye caught a piece of mail, pulling it out of the bundle and tearing the envelope open. Important? Obi asked as he read down the paper, his face blanching. It's from Godiva's owner's son, Maggie said, her voice thick. Her owner died last week, the day the mare arrived. She looked up at Obi's wizened face. She died in a house fire, Obi. Obi took off his hat and looked skyward, murmuring something in his muted Pennsylvania Dutch before he looked back at Maggie. I told you that was a selector drum can be tricky. But let me read that again. I told you that selector drum can be tricky, he said, but I was wrong about the horse. The son wants to know if I'd be willing to keep Godiva, Maggie read on the paper, trembling in his unsteady hands. He says he doesn't know the first thing about horses or what to do with her now. Maggie gazed out at the herd of horses grazing safely in the pasture. Only Godiva had her head raised, gazing back at her. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. That's right, it is time for Really Bad Ads, the time of the week when you all submit ads. Not even Halloween can stop Really Bad Ads. When you submit Really Bad Ads... Well, some of these are kind of horror-filled, so I mean, that kind of fits. <laughs> no, I'm sitting 
But you submit these either from Craigslist or from Facebook, and we have fun reading them on the air and just making a little bit of fun of them. And it is sponsored by Horselovers.com. Of course, you go to Horselovers for all of your shopping needs. I think Jennifer spent some money there this week. I saw it on the credit card bill. Yes, uh, she did. And she's like, everybody, oh, my God, look at these amazing boots. They're so great. And so I went on and bought some. I think and then I had to get free shipping. So then I bought That some was at Horselovers, right? Was Oak Boots, yeah. Oak Equestrian Boots? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, from what I saw, Jennifer was responsible for them selling about 20 pairs of <laughs> boots. They sold them to where other people who were late to the party they were gone already <laughs> well i hope they're nice boots i don't know anything about them but uh we are given prizes by horse lovers every month to give away and uh, we really appreciate them doing that so tell us about the first prize for the month of november all right well the first one is a kensington uviator catch mask with ears and removable nose and forelock opening Good Lord, the science in a fly mask, an $80 value, $80 value. The Uviator protective mask is constructed with Kensington's newest superior UV solar screen. So it has a 90% UV rating, making it one of the most protective fly masks on the market. It features a double locking lead rope fastener. I love those, which turns into a catch mask. Because how many times do you guys actually lead your horse with the fly mask? All, <laughs> All the, the time. time. <laughs> with your hand uh, inside of the thing. Exactly. Yeah. This, I love the one that I have. I have a Kensington one with the, you can clip the lead rope on. Interior is lined with soft fleece at sensitive spots to prevent rubbing. And it allows both ears and the forelock to come through the top of the mask. Yes. Zeus had... I put a fly mask on him because his ears were getting bothered, but it didn't have the forelock thing. And like, I lost half his forelock. Oh, now with scooter, because he rubs his forelock out, it's better to have the, <laughs> the forelock in. <laughs> so, oh, see, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now the other, the second thing, second prize rather is a C4 belt gift pack. And I think we all know what the C4 belts are by now. It has a retail value of a hundred dollars. The prize will include a solid belt, one of their print belts. You get to pick these. Two pairs of socks and an extra buckle. You'll get to go choose which ones you want, and you'll get that complete gift pack from C4. All right. And the final prize is the Da Vinci Bridal and Reigns at uh, worth up to 78 bucks. Da Vinci Tack combines classical design quality and style. Da Vinci Bridal Stirrups, Martin Gales, and Stirrup Leathers are made of high-quality leather and stainless steel, perfect for every English equestrian. You pick which bridal and rain set fits your needs. Da Vinci Horse Products offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Did you hear me? You get to pick it. Well, Go thank you it. to Horse Lovers. Go on over there and shop at horseloverswithaz.com. Now, we have gotten a lot of help. When you submit your own ad where you read it into your phone and then send it to us or do it on our voicemail line, then you get double the entries for the drawing at the end of the month for the prizes. And we don't even have time for them all this time. And we did get, I think there's like five or six recorded ones. So you and I, we, don't, we can stop talking today. All right. Well, let's hear the first one from Andrew. Well, let me tell you who also submitted we don't have time for. Emily, Caitlin, Kelly, Debbie, and Hannah. I'm sorry, guys. We just don't have time for all of them. But you are submitted into the drawing. Andrew, take it away. Hi, guys. This is Andrew from West Virginia calling in with a really bad ad. This ad was found on a Facebook page called West Virginia Horses and Livestock for Sale. The ad starts on the fence sale. Fence is F-I-N-C-E. <laughs> I'm thinking about putting my horse Hennessy up for trades or sale. Age is nine-year-old. Breed, Wakalasa. 
15.2 HH mare. She will go anywhere, and when I say anywhere, I mean it. She is the most proof horse you will see. Never freaks out about anything. We do overnight camping and night rides till 3 a.m. She has a lot of speed and motor. Let me say this again. When I say a lot, I don't mean a little lighter. I mean a house fire. She's got a good future. She is up to date on everything. If you're interested in trading, I'm looking for a 16 plus HH quarter horse or anything non-gated. 8 to 12 year old is all I will take. Nothing skinny and skittish or not broke. I will want to FaceTime you while you saddle and ride the horse. If you send videos, I want them where the horse is not sweaty or out of bricks. <laughs> if you're interested in buying, she is then the mid to low XXXX. PM me if you have questions that aren't answered in this post. I Thanks, have guys. Have a great day. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you don't have to type everything. You can just have a conversation with somebody and d- detail, give them details. All that. I could picture was that horse in your story. <laughs> that's, that's what I could picture. Uh-huh. It was on fire. <laughs> uh, you have phase. All right. Let's see here. Faye sent this one. Hor- oh, she loves sending these from the South. Horses for discussion in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. And this is a Facebook page. Need some help on knowing how much this horse would be worth to someone a fairy's well a load, really well, fairly easy to give a bath. He is neck reined. Doesn't have to have a bit works good off leg. Oh my God. There's no punctuation. <laughs> so my, my brain is like, I have to prepare for no punctuation. Okay. <clears throat> you can stand up on him and jump up and down. You don't do that. <laughs> Stop it. You can stand up on him and jump up and down. You can shoot a rifle off of him. I've had him for a year and we bought him a good bit. He's never acted up. Not one time. Never bumped. Never rare. <laughs> he never rare. He never rare. <laughs> R-A-R-E. I mean, that is as Southern as it gets. Needs to have known how much this horse would be worth. Someone a fairy's very, what on earth did I just read? You see the picture? That horse is the oddest colors. <laughs> it's like... So it's a, it's a, it's a, Overo paint, but it's mostly white, and the paint splotches are roan. And somebody's been jumping up and down on this sucker too many times because I'll tell you what, he's got sway back. Y'all quit jumping on that horse. <laughs> I gave you that because I knew that one just set you off. Uh, <laughs> and the picture is, you know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna send a picture of my horse, but I'm gonna and then make sure he's grazing in a in a pasture that is just dirt and poop. And I'm going to take a picture of him with his head down. And so it only comes from about his eyes to his knees, to his hocks on up above, you know, yeah, well, you don't want to see his sure. feet because they're really I'll, bad. Yeah. yeah. I'll make sure his feet ain't in the picture. <laughs> and or could you please no. clean that paddock? Good God. All right. Annabelle. No soul. Hi, Jamie and God. This is Annabelle. And I have a really bad ad. This is off Craigslist, and it says free horse, in parentheses, hold. Two quarter horses, free to a good home only. Red Dunn, 17 years, white face and socks, hasn't been ridden in a long time, needs a lot of work. Well-mannered, 15 hands. 
the next horse is paint. A real handful. Basically needs to be rebroken. Beautiful. 16 hand, black and white, gorgeous face. In the picture, it shows a black horse with a white star on its face. I'm assuming that is the, the paint. <laughs> and the red done appears to be a bay. And then at the end it says, Both geldings prefer not to be separated. Selling home cannot take them with me. Text me rather than call. I will not respond to texts. What? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, we do not know what they actually look like because the ad says they are a dun and a paint. And in the photo, they are black with a white star and a bay. <laughs> Listen, Annabelle, I don't know what you want. It's black. You got a white spot on it. That's what we call paint horse here. Okay. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> And red done sounds a lot better than a bay. <laughs> Thank you, Annabelle. Laura sent this one in. Uh, horse trailer, $2,000 in Tonopah. Don't know where that oh, is. Oh, that's in Arizona. Is it? Uh, it looks like Arizona, actually, in the picture. Uh, no title. Make an offer, but don't lowball. Horse blue trailer. Well, let's start with the $2,000 before I do the description. No! What the heck is that wheel? <laughs> So, so, so what? What this is a picture of is the typical two front, uh, two horse rounded fronted trailer. Now, there's no glass or plexiglass or whatever that was in the front where the windows were anymore. Uh, it's sitting on concrete blocks because the jack doesn't work, and one tire has air, the other has been shredded. I mean, do you know when a tire loses its tread and it goes all over the road? That's what happened to that tire. I don't know why they didn't just put one of them their tires that's inside the trailer <laughs> on uh, because inside the trailer is all garbage. Yes. And Lots I of garbage. visibly see three tires. And there seems to be wall being pulled down on one side. Like this is a hot mess. We're gonna post this picture. You had to post both pictures though. Uh, in our horses in the morning auditors Facebook page, because if we put them on the horses in the morning page, somebody will want to buy it. Yeah, the uh, you know how we say sometimes when you buy these, you need a tetanus shot for you and your horse before you buy it? This is another one of those. You definitely need a tetanus shot. I'm pretty sure that there's a creature or two living in the back of this thing, too. So. Let's go back to $2,000. No! Oh <laughs> no my I don't care. I know trailers have gone up in price since the pandemic, but this one has not. This is yeah, the exception. Uh, Cynthia sent in the next one. And no, actually, I Abby sent in the next one. Oh, you've got audio. Let's hear it. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Abby. I have a really bad ad, and this ad is from Palmetto, Florida. found it on Facebook. It's for 2008 homemade, homemade good axle, and it says, Good axle pulls great and has springs under the axle, comes with spare and new lights. Price is firm. The weird thing about this ad, though, is... The photo is of a trailer, so I don't know if they're going to take the axle off and just get the axle <laughs> and the spare and new lights, or if you get the whole trailer, or what's going on. But it's a bad ad, that's for sure. That's a bad ad, Abby. You don't even know what you're buying. 
That's is funny. it like one of those the horse says they're selling their horse, but they don't want to say they're selling their horse. So they're like halter for sale comes with horse attached. You know, like one of those. Like <laughs> yes, like, that's right. one of those. By the way, Cynthia, Cynthia, use the middle one. That's the one she wants. I was gonna say it's it looks like it's an ad in like a magazine where there's a bunch of ads going all the way down the list, and then but the the there's two. No, we, I think I should I should read read both of them. Uh, this this is some sort of classified ad for the Fauna from. Association, which is a Frisian horse ah, something gotcha. American National Association. Okay, send your emails. I got it wrong. I don't know what it's <laughs> called. It's a Fauna. Um, the first horse available is Licorice GLF. Licorice. So that's a super original name for a Frisian. Uh, Twenty nineteen gelding by Norbert four four four. He has been handled daily and stands for the farrier has been exposed to tractors, combines, trucks, sirens, planes, helicopters, <laughs> gunshots. What the hell is he living at the airport? I don't know, I know right? I'm sorry. We live on a military installment. <laughs> Jeez. The next horse is Rembrandt GLF 2021 Colt by Hessel 480. Has he shows signs of a great trot. Has been exposed to tractors, <laughs> combines, trucks, sirens, <laughs> helicopters, planes, and gunshots. Again, if this is one where we had the phone number, I'd call and find out how they, where they live. <laughs> it's like, like, like literally, uh, they live at some like Air Force. They would have to. The Marines do gun training. <laughs> I don't know. And they live on a farm. Hey, we too. live at Fort Bragg <laughs> with yeah, our exactly. Frisians. <laughs> Our Frisian breeding facility is at Fort Bragg. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jess sent this one in. Hi, everybody. It's Jess from Indiana, and I'm going to read a really bad ad. Title reads, APHA Mayor, $2,000, Springport, Indiana. CK Pandora Lighting, 429-2009. Probably supposed to be lightning. Anyway, uh, continues on. 15HH, APHA Mayor, period, period. Pandora is looking for a new person, period. She, uh, WTC, Watauk Canner, no buck rear bolt or strike, but will try you a little when first getting on her nothing bad, period. She trail rides like a dream, period. Has been played with around the barrels, period. Located in Springport, Indiana. $2,000, OBO. And that's it. Followed by some really terrible pictures. <laughs> this is what we've been doing for years, people. And they just never run out, do they? No. <laughs> is it amazing that there's always more? <laughs> Speaking of more, Stephanie sent this one in. Hi, Glenn and Jamie. This is Hi. Stephanie from Minnesota. And I have a Craigslist ad here from the Minneapolis area Craigslist. It okay, get it out of your system. You're dying. Oh my gosh, Stephanie. Oh, love. Thank you for you sending were, your ads. I can't see Jamie when we do these shows, but I know she was squirming in her seat. Oh, it's so good. I love Minnesota. <laughs> I love you, Stephanie. It is for two paint mirrors for $500 in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin, which yeah. they spelled Balsam Lake incorrectly. <laughs> in this <laughs> ad, there are several typos, um, punctuation, is very lacking and um, 
there are capitalizations where there shouldn't be capitalizations. It's really weird. So I'll do my best to read it. Here you go. Have two thoroughbred paint mares for sale, one 10 years and her daughter four years. 10-year-old is used for a broodmare, trained but cannot be written due to a leg injury years back. Four-year-old mare halter broke, not broke to ride, asking 500 each or trade for hay. <laughs> there you go. Have a great one. There you go. I got to say, go. Stephanie has a really nice radio voice, though. I know, right? <laughs> she, she really, her diction is so perfect. All right. Uh, Allie sent this one in. 10 buckskin, $1,200 in Ogden, Utah. Condition used. Good minimal wear. My name is Hiram, and I am posting this for my mom. My mom's horse is named Ramses. He's a great pastor horse, like the religious pastor. Don't dress up as that on Halloween <laughs> in Ogden, Utah. You'll get arrested. Oh, the, you probably would there. Uh, he is a great pastor horse. He does have some issues with his bones in his legs. Ooh. We are uh, not sure if he is rideable or not, but he will make a great pastor for you. There you go. So if you need some religion in your life, this horse is for you. And it's appropriate that it's from Ogden, Utah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. The last one comes to us from Laureen, and she read it herself. Of course, because we get mad at her every time she doesn't. <laughs> She's in the car. Hi. Good morning. It's Laureen Barden. I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this ad. She's got, ever since we started making fun of her about being in the car, she's not in the car anymore. It's disappointing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear the sirens and the airplanes and the helicopters. She does no, live Marie, in Jersey. We tease you out of love. <laughs> we don't know you, but we love you. That <laughs> is in Craigslist, Louisiana. And it's for a quarter horse, $1,000. And there's a couple of pictures. And there's a Palomino horse. She's really far away. And then in, in another picture, it's just three horse butts. Um, but this ad has no punctuation. It's one paragraph, no punctuation. I have four-year-old nope. quarter horse female. When he was three weeks old, she lost and I, I-E-Y-E with a capital E. Okay. I have four-year-old quarter horse female. When he was three weeks old, she lost and I, <laughs> but she's good nature, easy to ride. No problem loading. Put a little work into her shed would make a great cow horse. She's still young. What? And that's it. That's the ad. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye. That's good. That one was last. That was the worst ad of the day. (laughs) Between Stephanie and Lorene, my accent brain is just so happy it's fulfilled right now. Well, all we needed was an Aussie or a Kiwi. We didn't have one of those today. I mean, you guys, come on. Yeah, you're slipping. You're slipping. Well, auditors, hang on. We'll be back Monday. Remember, we have a special episode for you. We're so excited. And by the way, thanks for working with me for 11 years. Appreciate that. Hey, boss. No problem. Thanks for employing me for 11 years. That's insane. (laughs) It is insane, actually. We realize, too, that I have only been with one man longer than Glenn, and that's Chad. And that's (laughs) barely. Barely. That's right. You turned a corner in your life, and you kept all the men then. I was a serious. Serial dater and a serial radio person. (laughs) I I don't think you can be in radio and not be a serial radio person. I think you're always moving around in radio. It is. But here we go. Look at this. Uh, Screw you, all you people that said my time was up. 
I only had one job longer. No, I didn't. This is the longest I've ever done anything. Oh. Dude, that is amazing. That is amazing. That's amazing for you because the fact that you haven't just like, you know what? I'm going to try skeet shooting. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Well, you have a good Halloween, everybody. We'll all see you on Monday. All right, everybody. Spay, neuter, and geld. Okay, this isn't, well, this isn't Halloween-ish, but it's, I mean, the shows could be, they're a little, they're a little trying. Uh, So, Handmaid's Tale. I'm a little late to the party, um, but uh, I started watching it, because we just got Hulu not long ago. are you? I'm in six, seven episodes of the first season. Um, And, God, it's disturbing. (laughs) It's like... There's some things, you know, and, and apparently it just gets worse because like there's like, are you, seasons. are you way in or are you just where I am? No, I'm like exactly where you are. Six okay. or seven episodes in. Like, are you going to continue or are you having second thoughts? You know what? I, I would like to, I started watching it with Chad and he, we just haven't, you know, did he bail there. or is he in still? He's in still. He he actually was like, oh, this is weird. I go, because I saw the first four or five without him. So I've rewatched the first four or five. And I'm like, it gets weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, it's just the whole thing is disturbing. Yeah, like Abby's watched every single one of them twice, I think. So, yeah. So that costume has to be worn everywhere. I would think it last several years it would have been it because we're late to that party. So I want somebody that said I want one of the auditors posting the audit room. Uh, try and convince us that it's worth continuing this, we, that we should continue with uh, Handmaid's Tale. Because I'm on the edge. I'm just on the edge of Handmaid's oh, Tale. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to torture it, myself. Uh, t- there's a distinct part that I'm at, which is just, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, weird. Okay. Now, the other one that's very popular right now, and I tried and I had to fail, <laughs> it makes Hunger Games look mild, is Squid Games. Yeah, I couldn't... Actually, Chad and I watched the first five minutes of it, maybe ten minutes, and uh, but th- we were watching the the dubbed version, which is like American voice, but it's obviously. Well, not. I hate that anyway. Yeah, it's and, just, yeah, yeah, and it was just really bad. Like they could have hired some better people. I bet it was nighttime. I didn't feel like reading, you know. So we watched it, and I was uh, ten minutes in. We're both like, "This is terrible." <laughs> yeah. But again, I don't think it, you know, like Lucas and them, like. Uh, he's eight years old, and they're all talking about the Squid Games, and I'm like, "You haven't seen that?" He's like, "I saw the preview, and it looks awesome." I'm oh like, yeah, no, I wouldn't let him watch that. Die. No. no, it's a disturbing premise. <laughs> it's like again, it makes Hunger Games look mild. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's like, let's, but how many Squid Games co- uh, costumes are you going to see this? Well, a ton. Yeah, but there's only really one in there. <laughs> yeah, the red one. <laughs> Isn't aren't the aren't the players like in green? I don't know. I know I've seen the costumes. Like people are going to go crazy. Yeah, they're going to go nuts with that. So, is there anything else you're watching currently that you started? I went back. You know, I I watched Blacklist for years, and then I kind of bailed in the middle, and then I've gone back and I've started watching it from where I left off. You bailed where I bailed. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, it hasn't changed. <laughs> it's, it's just. I kind of just am, it's predictable. You know what I watched over again, which watching them back to back to back to back was awesome, was 30 Rock with Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just finished it, and I so I started the whole thing. I and it's one of those shows you can I can come in the house. It's like not stressful, you know. I can come in the house and turn it on. Is it and, is it dated now? No, no, it's so good. It's it's still really. What I year mean, was that? So in the two thousands was that? Yeah, so yeah. probably let's see. It was when I was at Q one hundred, and we used to have to do like we used to do like a report on the office and and that because remember it came on after the office. Yeah. So it was new episodes of The Office. I remember walking into and we turned the mics on, and I'm like, "Does it smell like up dog in here?" <laughs> Glenn, does it smell like up dog in here? Uh, maybe your house. You're supposed to answer the question. I did, I never saw Thirty Rock. I know I, this is from The Office. Okay. Uh, oh, from The Office. I, I never like, saw The you, Office either. You smell, wait, I answered the damn question. Do you? Does it smell like up dog in here? Do you smell up dog? No. You're supposed to say, "What's up, dog?" Oh God. Okay, that took hey, me a do minute. Do you smell up dog in here? Oh, what's up, dog? What up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I didn't ever watch that show. So that was the office, and then Thirty Rock was on after that. So the, I would come in, and we'd have to do like a TV, you know, talk about the NBC shows because we're sponsored by NBC. Uh, so that's what we were talking about. So I, I watched all of them then, but I really appreciated them back to back a lot better. Hey, there's a podcast I'm going to recommend to everybody. Now, you had to have been a if, if, maybe maybe your husband is. You can talk to to uh, talk to your husbands. Maybe they like this, or maybe you did. But the Band of Brothers series that was on years ago, which I've seen about a thousand times, um, they just HBO officially came out with the Band of Brothers podcast, and it is excellent. They had this British guy, which I don't know why they had him on, but he seems to know everything about Band of Brothers. They actually are doing 10 episodes, and there's an episode for every one of the episodes of the show. And they're getting the actors on. They had Tom Hanks on, because he produced it. So they had Tom Hanks on the first episode talking about it, and they've had all the actors on. Because this actually has been one of the, I don't know, one of the most influential series that was made. It was HBO's first really big influential series. Um, But it really changed how they... Showed war movies too from then on that and Private Ryan, but uh, it's excellent. I mean, it's excellent. So if you were into Band of Brothers, I want to go back and watch it again now. I'll tell John. I'll tell Chad he was Band of Brothers podcast, and because they interview all the actors who played, they actually have some interviews with the original guys before they died because they were a lot of them were still alive when they made this. Um, so it's been it's been fascinating and make you want to go watch it all over again. So it's just That's called cool. the Band of Brothers podcast. Very cool. What podcast? If you had to recommend a podcast for everybody, what are you recommending right now? Uh, I, I, I listen to like the same three or four all the time. So I listen to the one. It's an Atlanta radio show. And this guy said I used to work for. It's called the Von Hessler Doctrine. I listen to that. Uh, I still listen to Help I Sexted My Boss. Do you really? Yeah. Is it still on? It is. They still do it. And now they, they, they're, uh, they kind of listening to that kind of reminds me of you because they did, they go on tour now. They do tour shows. Oh, they get a lot podcast. more people than us. So. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and so they did that. And uh, I listened to that one. I, I kind of lost Mike Roby when he stopped doing the short stories and started reading. His oh, book. it was just, yeah. I cannot sit. I, I listened because it was 10 minutes. 
Yeah, exactly. And then he's, but now he talks to his producer. Oh, he's doing politics now too. And it's like, I'm out. Yeah. 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 And so like, I listen, so I kind of quit listening to that. So help us sexy my boss and the Von Hessler doctor, but the Von Hessler doctor is an hour and a half. So I rarely even finish them, but it makes me like, you're talking about the Braves, by the way, go Braves. Come on. Tonight (laughs) is the game to read the world series and they're in the world series. Boom. Amazing. So anyway, that's what I'm in. That's what I'm into. And uh, for those of auditors that are going on the cruise, I recommend get uh, the Royal Caribbean podcast. Okay. Uh, he does a lot of stuff that will help you, t- helpful hints and tips and all that stuff for the cruise. And by the way, I'm I, I, we haven't announced this yet, but uh, Jennifer and I are taking one for the team. What? Uh, well, we decided that uh, we needed to go on. We needed to really get to know the ship before we took 50 people on it. So we're taking a Christmas cruise on the same ship that we're doing for the Horse Lovers Cruise two months later. Wow, that's really taking off. We are. We're suffering, and we're going to do this for you guys. So on the 26th, we live on a seven-night cruise on the Harmony of the Seas, which is the same ship we're taking. So we're going to do a lot of research. We're going to eat all the food and let you know how everything is. Uh-huh. So uh, we're, uh, we're sacrificing for you. Just letting you know. Wow, that's really brave of you. When are you leaving on a cruise? Well, we're leaving December twenty sixth, so it's a holiday cruise. We've never, oh, so we've always week, wanted week after Christmas. Yeah, we've always wanted to do because we're always off. So uh, we always wanted to do a holiday cruise. So we're doing the holiday cruise. We're actually going to be cruising on New Year's Eve, and then um, two months after that, we go on the Horse Lovers Cruise. So, so yeah. let me write this down just so I have my days off. We should probably be discussing this. Well, we're always off between Christmas and New Year's, so that's a given. No, we're not here. Nobody wants to be here. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to us. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. We have to go. All right. Jamie cool. has to get her costume ready. Yeah.